What is happening, everybody? Thank you again for joining us in our latest adventure in podcasting. We like to call Grab Life by the Controller. Today, we're getting into it. We're introducing a new guest. Who is that guest? Guess you'll have to wait. I guess you'll just have to sit back and grab life by the controller. Ladies and gentlemen, two episodes in a row introducing fantastic new guests on the program. This guest that we have on right now, I, I just can't say good enough things about him. He has checked out a lot of the old episodes. He's always given great feedback. And he's an amazing Twitch streamer just with how interactive he is, how entertaining he is. So without further ado, let's introduce you to Matt, the boss man. What is happening? What's going on, man? How are you? Dude, I am doing great. And it is such a pleasure. Like, you have no idea. I... I look forward to all my guests, but you you have been one of those listeners that when I put something out, you will message me and let me know if it was good or not. So that is so appreciated. You have no idea. <laughs> well, you're more than welcome. It's definitely one of those things where I can definitely tell that a lot of time and effort goes into it, and sometimes uh, it just means a lot to know that the work you put in is being appreciated and that the work isn't all for naught. Well, the funny thing right there, there's not a lot of work that go into this. There used to be. I used to plan meticulously for episodes. I'd have notes written down. But now it's fly by the seat of my pants, share memories, experiences, whatever comes to me at the moment. You know, I want this to be as real as possible. I I stepped away from the scripted portion, except for when we're doing specific episodes. But I, I want this podcast to have, like, randomness, meaning, you know, sentimental value to not just myself, but if anyone listens that has the same experiences, you know, I, I want it to be something real. I hear that. <laughs> So, I was introduced to you by just an insane madman. Like, and I say that in the best way. Like, Hazardous GC. He is hype. That's it. Like, that's all you can say. The man is incredible. And he's introduced me to some amazing people. And you have by far been one of the standouts, one of my favorite people that I've had, you know, come into my life because of interacting with him. <laughs> well, I greatly appreciate it. And hype is definitely the word for hazard that I, I can agree that there's no other word to describe him. It's an experience, say the least, to be in his stream and everything. <laughs> oh, most definitely. in. One of the things that, you know, I've appreciated from, you know, getting to know you through Hazard is the way that, you know, he's on one end of the spectrum. 
And I feel like you and I are on another end. Like, I, I feel you're just as entertaining as he is, but in a more chillaxed, you know, vibe with me kind of way, if that makes any sense. It does, and I greatly appreciate the compliment. Like, I, whenever I'm working and you are on, I definitely make certain that I've got you on, just because the atmosphere that you have created in your streams is so welcoming and just entertaining. Uh, one of the things that I've seen you do on your streams is you've got a redemption where you will change into a onesie. Yep, um, an Espeon or an Umbreon onesie. And funny enough, um, last night I bought a new onesie and it's a shiny version of Umbreon. So instead of having yellow rings, it'll have blue rings. And Dude, I'm you're quite a excited. Man for after it. my own heart, shiny Umbreon <laughs> is bay. Mm, yeah. Um, Umbreon and Espeon are just one of my two favorite Pokemon. There's, like, none before them. They've just... Ever since I played Generation 2, it, they were the ones that stuck with me. And I wanted to show my love for them in a way that was interactive. Um, in a sense of, I'm going to do something fun for y'all. Because, as you said, I like to have a chill and welcoming atmosphere um just because you never really know uh what somebody's going through and everything and i at least wanted to create a space where people could come in if they're having a bad day i can hopefully um make it better or even if they're having a chill day they can come in and just have a good time and that's really what i tried to do with the channel now I i've got to ask i'm going to put you on the spot right now You've got the evolution onesies. When are you going to get the best onesie out there? When are you going to invite Electabuzz into your life? Ooh. That is a good question. I mean, don't, don't do it never. for me because it's my favorite. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest Pokemon. Uh, and I know I, I get people giving me crap all the time about it, but... Like, seriously, when you go back and play Pokemon Snap and you, you know, figure out how to get him to electrocharge, you know, the generators or whatever he's, you know, Transformers that he's got a power and he goes. <laughs> like that right there makes him the king. Yeah. And Pokemon Snap was such a back in that time. It was a very forward thinking game, if I'm going to be honest, because it was kind of very it was immersive i guess is the best word for it in terms of how you could interact with the pokemon in a sense where you're not battling anymore you're actually catching them in, in photo form in their natural environment and stuff and how you were able to interact with them via the bait or um god what was the other thing i can't even remember but it was such a fun game to play, and I'm excited for Pokemon Snap 2 to come out. And I hope they can they keep some of the original parts in there. Now, in the I read one. a thing yesterday. It, it was a very long article that was written that they are keeping with what was originally laid down. 
but they are improving upon it instead of having, you know, your your film, because we don't use cameras that take film anymore. You're using digital pictures and you still submit them. But after, if you've got, you know, a picture that you think's great, but you want to crop it and edit it just a little bit, you've got the ability to do that because they're taking into account that, you know, it's the digital age. We're doing everything digitally. Phones, you know, have have cameras, they have the internet, you know, all that good stuff. And they're implementing that into this, keeping the same gameplay style and just updating it to modern times. Yeah, and the professor in the game is actually the character you played in the first one. I did not read that. Well, it it was more of a design choice that I saw because I did a stream of the um, Pokemon Directs, and when they showcased the game and gave a little bit more detail, as soon as they... Uh, announced and showed Professor Mir, which I believe is his name, uh, just based on the hair and the hair color and a little other design choices, I knew it was the main character from the original, which I was head over heels for because it was a nice blast of the past. Dude, little touches like that make new games, you know, based off of retro games just amazing for the people not just playing it now but that remember the old game you know the original the first experience mm-hmm definitely now we're talking about first experiences you know what are some of your first experiences in gaming what made you the gamer that you are today well I'll take it down memory lane. Um, The first game that I ever picked up and what introduced me into the video game world was Super Mario 64. It was a Christmas gift my mom got me and my little sister. Um, It was kind of since she was a single mom at the time, she couldn't afford uh, presents for both of us most of the time. So sometimes it would be presents for me and her. And then Nintendo 64 was a me and her present. And the first game we got was Poke- uh, was Super Mario 64. And I remember just crushing that game and trying to race the penguin on the slot, ice slide in the ice world, beating all the Goombas and Baboms in the first world. Oh, my God. I got to play that game again. I really do. Now, if you do play it again, would you play it like original style N64? Or would you opt for the Switch version that they just released? For me, in... I would have to say the N64 because there's just something about playing an old game that has so much nostalgia that even though there's better graphics and stuff for it now, it just it just won't feel the same because the controls um, I know will be easier because handling the N64 controller was no no small feat sometimes. 
but I would honestly still keep the N64 because even though the graphics aren't that well good, it's just something about it as far as nostalgia goes. Oh, I completely understand that. That's like there's so many, you know, new versions of games like the original uh, remake of Resident Evil that released on the PS4 that did extremely well that inspired the rest of them to come out. But like, I love that game, but there is something about playing the original PS1 version in all of its sexy polygonal glory. I mean, (laughs) not just from, you know, a nostalgia uh, viewpoint, but there's just something about playing a game on its original format that, is just an incredible experience in itself. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more, man. So, N64 sounds like it was your first console. Yeah, the first one that I can say that was mine, because when my mom met my stepdad, um, he actually had an Atari and Super Nintendo. And so when my mom met him, we kind of played on those consoles because he took very good care of them. And so the Atari still worked, which was surprising. And, you know, we played Cops and Robbers and Centipede and a few other games on there. And then we tried Super Nintendo. So I got exposed to... Uh, Super Mario and Super Mario World 2, I believe is the correct name for that one. Um, And that was really fun, being able to bond with him over a mutual love and respect for video games. And even still, we still do that. Now, it's more of me and him bonding over Skyrim. That is a first on the show, and that is incredible. I've heard of, you know, some of my other guests bonding with their parents over games like Streets of Rage, Final Fight, uh, Mario Kart, uh, even Smash Bros. But to bond over Skyrim, that that's fantastic. Yeah, it's one of those games where I started playing it um, when I was a kid, when I got it on the PS3. And... It was I was home for vacation when I was in college and I brought the PlayStation with me. I booted it up, played the, was playing the game and he was like, hey, this looks pretty fun. What is it? And I would describe what Skyrim was and show him that it was an open world game where you make the decisions on everything. Even though there is a main story you have to follow, it's one where you can wait on it like it's not very important or anything. And that's what he liked to about it was the fact that he didn't have to follow such a linear path he could choose his own and um i let him create his own new character and everything and um he played it and i was there to coach him and it was a really awesome time you have no idea how happy that makes me uh I try to do stuff like that with my kiddos all the time. Like I try to introduce them to new games. I let them introduce me to the games that they play. 
And it really solidifies the fact that video games aren't just video games. Like, they are so much more. And they can bring people together and do more good than people give them credit for. Yeah, and I definitely can't agree more. It was... Video games is one of those things where it's a nice pastime to where it doesn't matter if it's new age or old age. It's something that people can just come together and enjoy and create memories together and everything. So definitely agree with that. Do you have like a favorite video game uh, that you like to share with people? I do, and it's one that is pretty much become a staple, I guess you would say, on the channel, and that is Pokemon games, the main series ones like Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, those ones, um, just because I grew up with playing Yellow, Pokemon Yellow, Red, and Blue, and then moving up through each generation, and... Another cool fact that I like to always brag about is Pokemon's 25 years old and I'm 25 years old as well. So I like to brag that I'm as old as Pokemon. And so it's one of those things where I love growing up with the game because just like me, the game's changing and becoming something new and different almost every year. So... That's one of the things that I love the most about Pokemon. Uh, you've got your fighting games like Pokken Tournament uh, or Pokken, however you say. You've got games like Pokemon Snap. You've got, you know, the classic yellow, blue, red. I mean, you've got mystery dungeons. Pokemon isn't just an RPG. You can pretty much find a Pokemon game to fit whatever genre you really enjoy yeah definitely and that's like back in the early 2000s late 90s there was a monopoly themed pokemon um board game and i still have that with the original mewtwo charmander squirtle pikachu bulbasaur um figurines i know they updated it um recently but uh you're right you can find just about anything pokemon related dude you're gonna have to send me a picture of that yeah if i manage to find it in our game um cubby i'll bring it out and take pictures like holy crap that that blows my mind i didn't think like by that time i was into like pretty much everything under the sun. I mean, uh, skateboarding, ice hockey, guitar. Uh, I, I video gamed whenever I could, but I, I wasn't up on, you know, pop culture stuff like Monopoly board game style stuff. So knowing that that actually exists blows my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where... My mom loves to play board games, and she sh has shared that love with me and my sister. So sometimes 
we would play board games like Monopoly, Life, uh, even card games like Uno, Phase 10. And the Pokemon Monopoly was one of those things where she knew I loved Pokemon and she loved Monopoly. So she found something that kind of combined the two. And we did that and um, played it a few. You want to hear something crazy? What? Okay. And I have never mentioned this before on the podcast, but fun fact Everyone that I have played Monopoly with has ended up divorced, including myself. So I try not to play Monopoly at all <laughs> anymore. Well, luckily I'm single, so if we happen to play together, it's all good. Yeah, but that would mean that I would end up divorced again, and I I wouldn't allow that to happen. I have played with ten other couples uh, throughout my, uh, first marriage and all of us ended up single and then remarrying. I don't have a good track record with Monopoly, so I've got it on the Sega Genesis. I will never touch it. It's just a piece to have in my collection is a constant reminder. This is evil in your hands. Do not use it. Could be worse. Could be E.T., I really want E.T. on Atari in my collection. <laughs> I, I have it on the Game Boy Color uh, cart and box. Uh, but where I don't have an actual way to play Atari games right now, I don't feel the need to get it. But because E.T. is a staple with my channel, uh, with my Instagram running gag with, you know, uh, last episode with Tom... Uh, with Aaron Gobrad, I mean, it's it's something that I have to have in my collection. Yeah, definitely. So, you've got experience with the Atari. You've got experience with the Super Nintendo, the N64. What, in your opinion, you know, is your favorite console? Like, which one has the most memories for you? Which one doesn't necessarily have have to have that nostalgic appeal, but which one, like, have you preferred the most? Hmm. Well, out of all the uh, original consoles that I played with as a kid, I would have to say the Super Nintendo, it's a tie between the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo 64. In all honesty, just because I was first introduced to the N64, so there's a lot of nostalgia feeling to it. But there was a lot of good games on the Super Nintendo, like Donkey Kong Country. I remember playing that for hours and hours, Donkey Kong Country. And um, I really didn't play the Atari that much. It was one of, a couple times where me and my dad, we played it, and then... We kind of moved up, if you will, um, since there was new N64 games getting released. We kind of got those and played those and then moved on to PlayStation and then so on and so forth. Well, and you can only take beeps and boops for so long before you've got to hear something different. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I I love the Atari for everything that it did because honestly, it set the stage for Nintendo. And you know the uh, the SG one thousand or whatever the the Genesis or whatever Sega had originally. But I mean, we wouldn't be where we are today if we wouldn't have had the twenty six hundred. Definitely. So, do you play everything under the sun? Do you have a specific niche? For me, I would say that I play everything under the sun in terms of anything that piques my interest. I'm willing to look into and if it's something that I'm like, hey, this is really cool. I think I can play this. I think I can really get into it. I'll buy it and um, play it and sometimes showcase it on stream. Um, But I do have to say, like, I also have a niche for um, Pokemon games, so JRPGs. Um, But even more specifically, of course, Pokemon, just because... I can never get tired of playing that game. Is there anything that you like to steer clear of? Sports games, in all honesty. I'm not a big fan on sports, although I will say that I'm somewhat of a hypocrite um, with that because when we Sports was a big thing, it was a really big uh, family game we played and if you consider it a sports game then that's the only sports game i played um well i'll i'll add something to that it's a sports title yes but it is in its own class because of the way that you interact with it the way that it makes mm-hmm. you physically compete so it's different than you know, using a controller to hit a home run or, you know, NBA Jam to slam dunk a basketball or anything like that. It is its own experience. Yeah, but as far as games I steer clear of, sports games, just because I'm, I'm willing to play them, but I just can't really get into them as far as enjoy them like other people can not saying that they're bad or anything but they're just not my cup of tea really well i'll agree with you there because like i enjoy ice hockey and i enjoyed the nhl face-off series on the original uh, playstation can i play any sports games now and get enjoyment from them no they are far too complex like it's almost like having to do you know, special moves on Mortal Kombat to be able to pull certain plays and do stuff. And to me, I don't find enjoyment in that. Uh, I could enjoy somebody else, you know, playing it and, you know, seeing the joy on their face when they complete a touchdown pass or something like that. But it it's not something for me either. Now, yeah. What is the system that you currently play the most? For me, it's PC mostly now because there's so many games that are available on PC that I don't necessarily need to buy a console for. But before I got a PC, it was the PlayStation 4 
that I played mostly on. It's where I met my good friend Suits Me and Awesome Jedi and Mama Bun Buns, who are also fellow streamers. But that's where I first met them and got to really know them and um, be really good friends with them. And it, I miss playing on it, but PC Master Race. <laughs> PC Master Race. <laughs> well, and I want to give a shout out to Suits Me because Suits Me is awesome. Like, he is someone I met through you. And immediately it was just that same, you know, nice vibe. Like, I, I can't even describe it. It's like I mentioned last time, it's the vibe attracts the tribe. And I mean, I, I feel like I fit with you guys because I'm pretty chill. I, I can be rambunctious. I can be over the top. But at the end of the day, I just want to go somewhere where I can relax. I can feel like, you know, this the person that I'm watching is putting off the same energy that I want to absorb that moment. Mm -hmm. And you guys are phenomenal for that. Like, for real. I don't think you understand uh, how appreciated, like, being able to pop in and just feel at ease. There's no other way to say it. And I, I think right now would be a good spot in the program because we haven't done it so far. You should drop your information so people can find you. Yeah, not a problem. Um, so on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, it's Matt the Boss Man. And in between Matt V and Boss Man, there will be one underscore um that's where you can find me i now have um tiktok as well which is an experience i saw your pupper doggo yes that's the first tiktok i made today and i'm sure there'll be more pupper doggos in the future um but yeah, that's where you can find me. And um, on Twitter and Instagram, I will post when I'm going live. Same thing with my Discord. Um, there is links to um, all of those except for TikTok uh, through my Twitch channel and my About page. So you can click um, a little banner that says um, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and it should lead you to um whether you can follow if you want god english <laughs> hey it is the gaming power up says words are hard yes like for real and you get put on the spot like i said earlier there's never any script anymore so i'm just throwing stuff at you <laughs> and you are answering them in the moment so i mean it is what it is i I do the same thing when people talk to me, like, especially if somebody asks me how old I am, I have to go back and be like, okay, well, I was born in 82. So add an eight to that and that'd make 90, you know, it's just this whole thing where you're on the spot and you're like, uh, so no worries. Everybody that listens is chill, cool, understanding. Uh, like, and I appreciate that from everybody, especially our guests. So thank you so much 
for coming on. We're not over, so don't even think that. I'm just appreciating you now because <laughs> what people don't understand is when I invite a guest on, I'm like, okay, this is going to be your introduction uh, episode. So let's get some basic information out there. And you're like, okay, well, what's that going to entail? I don't know. So I don't know what to tell you. So the fact that you come on not knowing what I'm going to throw at you, like, that's huge. So thank you. You got me blushing over here. <laughs> well, I I don't know what else to say. Like, you've been so incredible uh, popping in on my streams, interacting with me when I'm in yours. And you were gen like genuinely excited to see everybody. And you've always got the nicest things to say when somebody pops in and like, you're seriously someone that I, I look up to and that might sound weird, but it's true. You've got a way of going about how you, you know, conduct yourself. That is just so nice. I'm I'm in the stream with Kizarks. I'm in the stream with Suits, uh, and you're just so interactive. You, you don't shy away from anything. Like you've got so much positivity going on, and I just want people to find you. I want people to be exposed to you, so more people can have their days brightened like you brighten mine. So I'll I'll leave the uh, the mush factor at that. Uh, but just know you are somebody that I look up to and you definitely have the Donny Archer seal of approval. Well, I greatly appreciate it. And as you said, um, the, the positivity that I try and bring to everyone is one thing that I, when I first started Twitch, that's one thing that I wanted because as I said earlier, we really don't know what someone's going through on their day. And when people come in, I like to say welcome and I like to make them feel good and welcome when they come in. So it doesn't matter how many people are in chat or anything. I will, I do my best to try and greet every single one and make them happy and smile and just, I don't know what else to say. I'm repeating myself. <laughs> but I just can't live life to where it's like, hi, Donnie, how are you? Because in my opinion, when someone chooses to watch me, that's their choice. They're choosing to spend time with me. And I can't be more thankful for that and i want to make sure that everyone that comes in and does that is aware that i appreciate them and that i am super thankful for them spending time with me because it's it's definitely they chose to do it so yeah and, and that's the realest thing ever there are so many streamers out there and i mean whether you've got one person in your chat or 200 people in your chat. Those people choose or chose you over everybody else that's available. And some people recognize that and are grateful. And, you know, those are the kind of streamers that I appreciate. You know, 
that I look up to and model myself after because I've been in chats where you pop in and say something. You can tell that, you know, whoever's streaming reads it and they just move on. And I don't want that kind of atmosphere in mind. I want people to know I am generally or generally I am genuinely excited to see you because you chose me. And I, I want to give you something to, you know, know you're appreciated. I, I want to give a little bit of entertainment. I say a little bit because I don't find myself very entertaining. But it, it's just an amazing feeling to know that you pop in somewhere and you're appreciated. You know, that somebody looks forward to seeing you, to interacting with you. And it's it's a sense of community and you've built a great community. Uh, so while we're talking about Twitch, what inspired you to be a streamer? Or, you know, what got the ball rolling? Well, it's actually a funny story. It's so I've always wanted to do something in entertainment. And I never really knew where to get my start in it because everyone wants everyone has that dream of being big and stuff and being famous and um twitch was just such a readily available platform that when i first looked into it i was like this is going to be easy this isn't too hard i can play video games it's you know it's easy and then as i was streaming um back in early 2019 um, when I first started, I realized that it wasn't as cut and dry as that. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. And it, um, I ended up not streaming anymore until um, June of 2019, where me, Suits Me, Mama Bun Buns, and Awesome Jedi, we all... Um, we're on a PlayStation group chat and we were like, hey, let's start let's start Twitch. Like, let's do it again. And so suit started his when I got back on mine and um, awesome Jedi and Mama Bun Buns made theirs same time. And we also tried a YouTube channel, but that didn't work out so much. So we decided to focus on Twitch and from then on, I decided to actually make it and actually put effort into inc increasing the quality of my stream because I used to just stream from my PlayStation 3 and PlayStation, well, PlayStation 4. I used to just stream from that. And I had a PlayStation webcam up and everything. And who I am now... Is not who I was back then. Back then, I was one of those streamers where I just read it and was like, hey, Donnie, how are you? And, like, there was no emotion or anything. I wasn't genuine, and I didn't like it. And so now coming back into Twitch and everything and actually putting effort and everything, it's I'm, I haven't looked back. <laughs> well, that's... Incredible to hear that you've grown so much because I, I too am not the same person I was when I started. Uh, I'm, I'm basically the same, but 
I have more toys in my disposal because I started out with the PS4 and I was extremely limited with what I wanted to play because I love retro stuff, but I had to actively seek out retro games that, you know, were released on the PS4 that I could go back and play like the uh, Saturday morning cartoon uh, Capcom collection that's what i'm looking for collection you know and streaming ducktales rescue rangers darkwing duck stuff like that but i couldn't stream my ninja turtles you know so with the way that i've evolved it's more of i i never got into it wanting to go super big um i did it because you know the wife pushed me well if you're podcasting why not stream the games that you play anyways and so i never had big expectations on getting affiliate or partner or anything like that. I just wanted to be able to do what I do on the podcast, but with people live, you know, people who have memories of the games that I'm playing. And I mean, I'm not the same person just because I, I was still in my shell back then. Now, pretty much anything goes zero F's given, you know, but it, it really is a weird thing when you're first starting out on Twitch because everybody has access to do it if they choose to. And a lot of people get into it thinking this is going to be easy. And to some people, it just comes naturally, and it is easy. But for most of us, it doesn't come easy because we don't have the name, we don't have the setup, we don't have, you know, all the tools at our disposal to really market ourselves to blow up. And so we get into it with, you know, one expectation and then reality sinks in. And so I am so grateful that you got into it and it was a learning experience and you could come back to it having grown and having this realization of, you know, I, I want to be this way. This is the person that that I want to be. There There is no better growth than organic growth just because then you know that it's sincere, you know, that you've earned it. It's the recognition that you get for putting in the work, the effort, being in the right mindset, you know, just being relatable with your audience. Yeah, definitely. And that's why with every stream I do, I never have my um, viewers up as far as like how many people are viewing my stream at the at the time. I always keep it hidden because if I have it on and I look at it, I know that for a fact if I'm streaming, say, for like five hours and there's zero people. I'm going to be a little bit disheartened and not as genuine as I know that I can be. And so I have that hidden all the time. That way I'm focusing on on the content and playing the game and trying to make it entertaining. And yeah. See, everybody like you, Hazard, uh, even Kirkade has talked about having the viewer you know, count turned off. I have no idea how to do that. And right now I want to take the time to thank you because in my last stream, I started out having major issues. I don't know what was going on. 
my listeners know that I'm I'm not very tech savvy when it comes to you know the programs that I use for streaming. Uh, with my day job, I'm I'm building websites, I'm doing graphic design. I know that stuff inside and out. But after I clock out, I don't really want to turn on a computer because then it just seems like work to me. And I never want streaming or podcasting to feel like a job. It's straight up 100% passion project. But I had a lot of issues. Uh, my screen was black for the first three minutes. No audio, no visual, no nothing. Uh, and then when I got it to come up, my audio was lagging and glitching. I exited out of Elgato three times and restarted my stream three times. And on the third time, when I started it up, you were the only person that popped in that stream. Like, I've got the, the counter on because I've got Twitch pulled up on one of my monitors just so I can interact because I don't know any other way to read the chat. Uh, but... I was just as happy streaming to you, you know, when when you could pop in and, and say hi when you were busy at work, uh, as I would be to 100 people. Uh, the, the follower count, when I'm seeing it, doesn't mean jack to me, because my philosophy is, if I can't stream to myself and have a good time, then I have no business in streaming to a group of people and, and having a good time because why are they going to want to watch me be fake and entertain if I can't just do it for the fun of it for myself? Right. And yeah, that's, that's one thing that I worked on for mine as well was when I first started, I had that, I'm going to get big. I want to be big and all that. And now I'm just kind of like, you know what? If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to worry about it because I'm just going to continue putting in the work. And one day it'll happen. And I don't need that added stress of, oh, my God, was that entertaining? If it was entertaining to me, then, you know, there you go. Yeah, if it feels good to you, then it translates through the screen. I, I've said it before, but that's one of the reasons why I enjoy coming into your stream. Uh, like when you do your your Pokemon pack openings, like watching your authentic excitement when you get a good pull. Like I, I can tell when people open something up and it's kind of staged like, oh, I'm going to be happy because this is the only pack that I have to open. And even if you don't get what you're going for, you'll get something and you'll be like squealing. And it reminds me so much of myself. And you can see and feel that radiating from the screen. That That's something that you can't buy. You can't market. It's just something that happens. And I, I can't urge our listeners enough to go check you out because I, it, it's something that I can't explain. You have to feel it for yourself. Like, you are absolutely authentic. You are absolutely real. Uh, there was one time where Kizarks redeemed a onesie. And you were like, oh, I'm in the middle of something, but I'm going to do it. 
And like that was just hilarious because it was a real in the moment thing. You could feel your emotion. You could feel, but you came back with a positive attitude about it because it was something one of your viewers redeemed and you have to be in the channel for X amount of time to get the points. And so you could tell, you know, just you weren't doing that for you. You were doing it for us. And that was a great feeling that you can't buy. Exactly. And I say this all the time. That's how I want my that that's how I wanted my channel because I want to be able to do things for y'all because y'all are doing things for me. And so um I remember that time I was like, oh my God, uh I don't want to. But I was like, it rede she redeemed it. I'm gonna do it. And it's one of those things where like as soon as I put it on, I kind of like look at myself. I'm like, God, I look ridiculous. <laughs> and then but that's that what it's all about for us. Exactly. And that that's what gets me in such a good mood and everything. And I'm just like, all right, we did it. Let's go. And I just carry on like that. Sometimes if it gets too hot, I'm just like, all right, it's coming off. I'm taking it off. And I'll take it off and stuff. But I'm, I actually got inspiration for the onesies through a mutual friend of Kizarks and I. Um, his name is C Primetime. <gasps> Primetime! Primetime! He has a redemption where he will wear a gorilla onesie. onesie. And it was one of those things where it looked fun and it was being received really well. So I was like, you know what? How can I take this and make it my own? How can I put an original spin on it? And I said, it's Pokemon. That's what I'll do. Pokemon's always been a staple on my channel, so let's find a Pokemon onesie. And Espeon and Umbreon are my two favorite Pokemon. I even have screensavers of them. Um, so I decided to do that. But so so that's where I get my um, that's where I got my inspiration for doing the onesies. So got to give credit where credit's due. <laughs> that is something I didn't know. I mean, I, I knew Cal did the, the. The gorilla suit thing, but I didn't know that that's where your inspiration comes from. Like the best thing about streaming, in my opinion, is somebody can have an idea for something. And it can inspire people watching. And they'll take it and run with it and make it their own. You know, art imitates art. And to me, that is, that's just the best compliment that a streamer could get is something that you did inspired someone else to do something similar. Yeah, and that's kind of the fuel I use for getting motivated to stream and do things on stream is through you, Kizarks, Hazard, Primetime, 
suits me. Just everybody that I view and that I chat with in their chats, I just all the energy that goes on, I use that to motivate me to be better, to do better and stuff. So um, the pack openings I do was inspired by Kizarks because I saw them do it first and um, we have a mutual love for Pokemon. So we just kind of, you know, um, I got my inspiration for doing pack openings through them and um even now me and amanda on discord will be um chatting back and forth about pokemon and um cards that we get and stuff that's like last night when i pulled three tyranitar v's from the battle styles packs she was like i will literally trade you one something for that and i was like okay don't hurt me see and that's that's the power of this. It is all about building relationships, uh, cementing bonds with people that you never would have met, you know, if it wasn't mm-hmm. for this. And the thing about Kizarks, Hazardous, uh, C Primetime suits me. Like, everybody is so friendly. Nobody is in competition with anybody else. Everybody is there to lift each other up the greatest group of people uh everybody that i've had on the show uh you know is involved in video games in one way or another you know everybody's about getting followers on twitch on instagram uh twitter you know just because we want our content found and nobody in our circles are like well i want this for me you know this is my thing i'm doing it you know, I need the followers. It's what what can I do to help? You know, hey, let's game together. Can we collab? Can we do this? Let's build each other up because we all know that success isn't anything if you're doing it by yourself. It's awfully lonely when you grow by yourself. But when you grow with a great group of people, you're surrounded by greatness. And you know you i couldn't have said it any better and i'm super thankful to have started twitch because as you said there's people like you kazark's hazard primetime that i would have never met if i didn't start and now i i honestly couldn't ask for better friends because we we do in fact lift each other up and we do in fact support each other there's no competition or anything and we just have some of the best conversations we make each other laugh and it's just i couldn't ask for anything more in all honesty for friends amen to that and one thing that that i will say that i i haven't touched on yet is one of the things that I love about everybody that we've mentioned, uh, the Tomorrow Night, Gaming Power Ups, uh, both Amanda and Thomas, we don't judge our success based off other people's failures. Like, we don't grow like that. We are there for each other through thick or thin. You know, we measure our own success based off of our goals, what we're doing to approach them. I don't 
look at my numbers and compare them to yours. I look at my numbers and compare them to my previous numbers, not like viewership or whatever, but, you know, interactions and stuff like that. And nobody in our groups is going to be, well, you're not successful because I hit this first. It's, well, I hit this. What can I do to help you hit this? You know, because we all understand how it is. We all just want to support, love, and nurture because everybody that we interact with has the same passions that we have. And we just want everybody to be able to, you know, just fight for our passions and to stay passionate about it and to be successful. Definitely, definitely agree with you there. Um, I love to support all of you. I love to support anyone that I can because as you said, we've all been we've all been there. We've all been at square one. We know how the game is and the fact that we don't judge each other based on our failures or our successes. All we do is strive to help one another. And if one of us reaches a goal, the other one kind of tries to help the other make that goal. And that's just one of the great things that I love about our kind of circle, if you will. And one thing I love about Twitch is that all the people that I have met and all the channels that I have been in, I get that vibe every single time. There has not been one person where I'm like, oh, yay. Kind of, ugh. I've never had that. I've always been welcomed. I've always been hyped up. Like, it's just such a great community. And that, my friends, is the power of gaming. Well, we are running out of time. So I can't thank you enough for this discussion. Uh, Hopefully it gives our listeners an inside kind of informative look on the type of person you are, the type of gamer you are, the type of streamer that you are. Uh, Like you're seriously one of the best dudes. I, I will not have low rung people on my show. I, I won't stoop to have people on that could just increase numbers or, you know, do it for selfish reasons. I find the people that I want to see succeed and I, I reach out to them and say, Hey, would you be interested? You know, this isn't for my benefit. I'm not trying to tap into your audience or whatever. I want my audience to feel like, okay, this is the kind of dude that I need to go look into. Because it, it, it's an experience. Like I said, I, I can feel stuff through my monitor or through my phone or whatever and enjoy it with you, you know, whether you're excited about putting on a onesie or not. I mean, <laughs> it's just something that people need to experience. And it, it's something that I appreciate more than you'll ever know. Uh, so before I let you go... Let's drop your socials one more time so people can find you if they weren't able to, you know, write it down or type it up while they're listening and just give them the opportunity to become one of your friends. 
Yeah. Um, and before I do, I'd like to say thank you so much for having me on. It's definitely an honor and I'm can't tell you how giddy and excited I was counting down the days till today because I, I was just looking so so forward to it. Um, but as far as social goes on twitch.tv, you can go to my channel, um, which is Matt underscore the underscore boss man. And you can scroll down to the about me um, area of my channel and there will be links to my Instagram, Discord and Twitter. And there's also interactive links. So you can click on the Instagram, Twitter, and Discord banner. Um, and it'll direct you immediately to my ser Discord server, my Instagram page, and my Twitter page. Everybody do it. You will not be disappointed. If you are, <laughs> you can come into my chat and redeem something embarrassing. And then I will probably mock you because you obviously don't have any taste in good streamers. I'm just kidding. You will appreciate him. <laughs> I guarantee it. Like I said, I put my Donnie stamp of approval. Uh, I, I can't thank you enough. You're seriously such an amazing person. I, I love our interactions. We don't just talk about, you know, the podcast was great or whatever. It's we talk. This this is a guy that you can go into his stream and instantly become one of his buddies. That's the type of person he is. This is the type of positive energy you need in your life, and I can't recommend him enough. So that'll be the absolute last mushy thing that I say in this episode, other than seriously, it has been a joy and honor and a privilege to have you on. Thank you so much for spending the time with us. And listeners, seriously, go check him out. You won't regret it. Oof, got me tearing up over here. Oof. But next time, if you're interested, we will have a more in-depth conversation on something Pokemon. Because I am in the mood for more Pokemon on this podcast. Because we've only had, I think, two episodes out of... 82 episodes now so it definitely deserves more love yeah i'm more than happy to come back and talk pokemon i don't think i can ever stop talking about pokemon no matter how old i get and if there's anything else you want to talk about i'm more than happy to talk about it oh heck yeah well we will plan something so look forward to something happening in the near future i am getting back on track with you know keeping a better schedule for podcasting so look forward to new episodes hopefully weekly uh sometimes life does get crazy and i have to push them back you know a week or two but there will be more in the future from matt the boss man so thank you once again but we're gonna call it good so peace we out bye